0: This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide.
1: Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. Australia's First Peoples are the world's oldest living civilization, dating back some 50,000 years according to a recent genetic study by an international team of academics. Yet many Australians know little about the history of our First Peoples. The 2014 Australian Reconciliation Barometer shows only 30% of Australians consider themselves knowledgeable of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and histories. Indigenous Australians are people of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander descent. Together they form 3% of the national population based on the 2011 census. The 1788 European settlement resulted in a series of discriminatory policies against the traditional owners of the land with devastating effects on their civil rights and the survival of traditions, culture and languages. Amy Chen Yu Wong has the story. It hurts whenever Gureng Gureng elder Richard Johnson remembers the painful past his ancestors experienced during colonisation. Johnson's tribe was nearly wiped out when European settlers first set foot on their traditional country in central-south Queensland. His grandfather was the last family member alive of that generation
0: one of the chases that was um, perpetrated upon our people where they um, were hunted down and uh, ran over to a place called uh, Magul, which is a mountain that they they hid themselves on and um, he was placed in the undergrowth by his uncle, uh, Gimimi and uh, Gimimi uh, told uh, Grandfather uh, Nulang that he should wait in the grass or in this hollow log and they came back and collected him uh, after dark. So, uh, you know, he was uh, we were fortunate, we wouldn't be here today if that didn't happen. He may have been killed, he may have been taken away and uh, put in an institution with other children and raised as a, uh, as a European. So our history would have been a whole lot different.
1: Newlang's survival enabled the continuation of the family bloodline. But like the majority of Australia's First Peoples, Johnson's family lived through generations of oppressive policies. Laws applying the policy of protection were introduced by the six states between 1867 to 1911 Laws aimed at isolating and segregating full-blood Aborigines and assimilating half-caste children. Known as the Stolen Generations, part-Aboriginal children were separated from their families and sent to institutions or foster homes to become Europeanized. The states had the power to decide where the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people lived and who they married. The speaking of indigenous languages were also largely restricted and banned up until the 1970s. Prior to European settlement, there were around 250 languages spoken by the First Nations people. A recent Overcoming Indigenous Disadvantage report by the Productivity Commission finds that by 2012, only 120 indigenous languages survive in some form, many of which are endangered, and merely 13 to 18 of those languages are still in active use.
0: They restricted our use of our languages. The, the speaking of language between individuals and in families, people weren't allowed to speak their language uh, for fear of being removed, so the speaking of language and the communication between one another became suppressed to the point that uh, it was only done out of sight and out of earshot of uh, of uh, people who uh, who may not have shared our uh, cultural uh, needs
1: and requirements. Desmond Purcell is a land and sea ranger of Taribalung ancestry in the Bundaberg region. He says the destruction of indigenous languages is something the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are still coming to terms with.
2: Language is a big thing for any culture, you know, to have that language. That's what kind of separates you, you know, you've got that different lingual talk. For people to come in and, and take that off you that's a sense of identity that's that's lost and to try and rebuild that and, and getting that back that's a you know that's a big step in 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 building and, and having that reconciliation' Because no one can just say sorry and and think that it's all going to be you know rainbows and butterflies it doesn't work like that. Um, We've got to find ourselves as well and and
1: um, move on. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people had no right to vote or receive social security benefits such as the pensions and maternity allowances until the late 60s. 1962 was the first time when all Indigenous peoples were given equal right to vote in federal elections. Many, however, were unaware of the change as Indigenous Australians were not compelled to vote until 1984. Several states handled aboriginal affairs by departments that also managed flora, fauna, and wildlife. The exclusion from the census count meant that indigenous Australians considered themselves as part of the flora and fauna. It wasn't until a national referendum in 1967, with over 90% of the population voting yes, that the First Nations people officially became a part of the national population. Richard Johnson was 16 when that happened.
0: We were recognised as citizens and um, given the right to vote, even though prior to that some of our people were allowed to vote. There was no official uh, recognition or instruction from government about Aboriginal people being recognised in the census. And So we jumped from being part of flora and fauna into being uh, real people. And um, I preferred to stay as flora and fauna. Um, It makes me uh, Indigenous to the country, to the land upon which I walk and live and and raise my family.
1: The 1967 referendum was the turning point when official discrimination towards Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people ended. Two years later, all states abolished the legislation that allowed the removal of Aboriginal children under the policy of protection. In 2008, former Prime Minister Kevin Rudd delivered a formal apology to the Stolen Generations. For Richard Johnson, it was the earlier 1992 Redfern Park Address by another Labor Prime Minister, Paul Keating, that he remembers vividly till this day.
0: We took the traditional lands and smashed the traditional way of life. We brought the diseases and the alcohol. We committed
1: the murders. We took the
0: children from their mothers.
1: Keating was the first Australian Prime Minister to publicly address the injustice inflicted upon Indigenous Australians by early European settlers. The official reconciliation process reached another milestone in 2000 when a quarter of a million people marched across the Sydney Harbour Bridge in support of reconciliation.
0: I remember it was a very emotional time for a lot of people and the fact that there was a uh, march over the Sydney Harbour Bridge, uh, I, I think... Those uh, particular instances, uh, for me, derived uh, a lot more uh, feelings of uh, times are changing. Sadly, uh,
1: the changes that we've uh, we've seen have been too rare. Established in 2001, Reconciliation Australia is the leading organisation in facilitating reconciliation between the First Nations people and non-Indigenous Australians. Its CEO, Justin Mohammed, says the ripples from events like the Sydney Harbour Bridge march is significant. In the past decade alone, close to 800 organisations, businesses, community groups have implemented their own reconciliation action plans to right the wrongs of the past.
0: There's been 25 years of this formal approach of reconciliation, but people have grown up with the bridge walks, the apology speech, which was more recently by the former Prime Minister Kevin Rudd. When they are in positions of of authority and leadership, you know the world's changed a bit about what can that organisation or company put back into maybe the social environment or the or people that are disadvantaged. So there is a, a a natural sort of calling for these corporate bodies to be able to be more socially conscious with uh, Aboriginal people.
1: Desmond Purcell says frequent negative media coverage of the First Nations people have damaged the confidence of many.
2: Because you've been told so much that you, you can't do nothing and you've been knocked down and knocked down and knocked down, you know, it's a lot of people just kind of give up and we can't do that. It's, it can't be a part of our mentality to give up. We've got to keep on pressing on and to be counted.
1: The interaction between Indigenous and non-Indigenous Australians is minimal. The State of Reconciliation in Australia report shows only 30% of the general community socialise with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Purcell says more contact can help break down the barriers. Get out and meet
2: meet a couple. Ask about our culture and, and, and don't be scared or stand offish and you know, like every race you might you might run into a few bad ones, but majority of us are good. Yeah, get out there and try and immerse yourself in the culture and, and um please don't try and impose other traditions upon us. You know, we've got our own. We're not trying to impose anything on you either. But get out there and get to know us a bit be better.
1: Mohammed says research finds that over 80% of Australians are interested in learning more about the history that they were not taught at school. He believes a deeper understanding of the past and more engagement with Indigenous Australians can change the disadvantaged social position within Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities. He says real equality cannot be achieved without the formal recognition of First Nations people in the Australian Constitution
0: about acknowledging Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people were the first people of this country. It just sets the record right for any future development. From there, we can start addressing the issues that are at hand but also importantly plan for the future.
1: For more information on the past, present and future challenges of our first peoples, you can read this extensive report, The State of Reconciliation in Australia. Feature prepared by Amy Chien-Yu Wong. And for SPS, I'm Margarita Vasileva.